Welcome back to the Pick 199 podcast. I'm here with Muzzy. Hey. Hey. It's episode 50. We made it. 15. The half century. Half century. And Mr. 100% himself isn't here. Yeah. <laughs> After talking about it all week. Oh. To reap up the rewards. What a shame. I'm going to hand over to you, Coxie D. Yeah. I'll host. The, I'll host the Premier League um, because I can't pronounce half the UEFA Champions League's team. So we'll leave, <laughs> we'll leave that for Muzzy to, to sort out. And how fitting, boys. We start off with United taking on Everton at Old Trafford. Now, a lot of thoughts on this one um, for me, fellas. Um, despite the lineup that Ollie um, sent out there. Uh, and I guess that's to do with the Champions League game we had, uh, you know, middle of the week. Um, just sort of scraping out of that one. But, you know, I thought the lineup wasn't too bad considering the depth that we have and the players we can put in. And when we got that goal um, before half time, even before that goal, there were a few chances there we, we should have capitalized on. Mm. But I thought they were good signs. And then, you know, obviously when Martial uh, put that finish, um, I thought, you beauty, here we go. I'm going to message the boys and say we finally scored a goal. You know, before half time, Martial's and, um, back. He's going to retain that opening spot. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah. Anyway, and then we all know what happened. But um, <laughs> yeah. Look, I think after hearing about some of the old United heads like um, Owen Hargraves, hearing him talk about Fred, I honestly think after how Fred had what they call you know two bites of the cherry, where he could have stopped that you know counter attack twice. Oh, yeah, he could have stopped it twice. Look, he, yeah, the, um, the biggest problem with that, for, for me, mm. he got out-muscled by Damari Gray. Yeah. Damari Gray literally weighs That's, like 40 kilos. Yeah. So Damari Gray's a speedster. He, he, he's he's, no, he's not, made to, he's not made to hit people like that. And he took Fred out of that equation straight away. Yeah. All I'm thinking is, you know, if we had have had um, McTominay there or even Donny Vanderbeek, who I'm always harping on about to get on, I don't think that goal happens. I think they would have they wouldn't have been out muscled like Fred was, especially with two chances. The fact that he had yeah, because, two chances just drives yeah. me up the wall. It was two That's chances to stop that, and then just watching it all unfold. It's and then for Townsend to hit that subpar Ronaldo <laughs> celebration. Just I tell you what, I was seeing. I turned it off. I was done because <laughs> that was quite late. What time did he score? What was the minute was there? Sixty-fifth. Oh, I wasn't that late. Yeah. But for me, it was late. I was like, wouldn't have time to, you know. <laughs> um, but look, I think the attack we had in the first half was good and we just had to keep doing that. Um, but we need to sort out these corners because it, I feel like every time we have a corner, I'm holding my breath thinking I'm waiting for this ball to come out and I'm waiting for the opponents to counterattack us. I'd like yeah. to see a stat of how many goals have been scored that we've conceded that have come off our corners poking out the back. Yeah, because yeah. I think I think there's probably a good fifty percent of them have come yeah. from. That's that's a really really well, like, good shout, Coxie. Yeah, well, that's yeah, it. Like honestly. when when you think about it, like when they played Newcastle, it happened so yeah. often. Like I think Fred and Fred and Slabhead Maguire. Yeah, Maguire. Yeah, got turned inside out like three yeah, or four Varane, times. Because he goes up. Yeah, and I mean Maguire does go up too. I guess they choose like like one will go up and one will stay, and then. Fred being the smaller will often drop back. 
Mm. Um, and Juan Bissaka usually he'll sort of sit there maybe for a short corner, but he'll still be back a little bit. Mm. But um, yeah, just the amount of times like and it was against Wolves was where it really sort of stuck out to me. The mm. counter-attack that the Wolves had on us, just a shame they couldn't finish because they should have won that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, in all honesty, though, like we only just lost the week before against Aston Villa at Old Trafford. So I'm thinking, why is he sending out? Like, I, I didn't really have a problem with it. But the fact that we only sort of got out a draw, I think if we won that game, no one wouldn't have anything to say about the lineup. Yeah. The fact that we only drew, um, people go back to that lineup. But and, yeah, yeah, against an under understrength yeah, Everton team mm. with Rich Olsen and Calvin Lewin still out. And maybe um, that's why Oli yeah. decided to go for a weaker squad, just to give those other fellas a rest. Like you don't yeah. want to be playing Ronaldo for 90 minutes, three games in a week, kind of yeah. thing. Um, and to be fair, like at the start of the game, I'm sure 90% of United fans would have said that's a good lineup. We should be able to win with that lineup. Mm. And the fact that we just we couldn't seal the deal, we just you know, when it wasn't our attack this time, I think it was just it was just that we let that goal in. It was just our defense that yeah. just been so susceptible to a counterattack. I think the other thing um, is too for like for Fred, like he doesn't jockey a player very often. Like yeah, he, yeah, he goes right in. Yeah. That's when he gets burnt on the yeah. outside. And, and what got me as well was the referee, like he gave Mason Greenwood a yellow card um, when Fred, who had been, he, he did two things pretty close together and just yeah. both were just warnings. And Mason Greenwood, like he, he rarely gives away free kicks and, and things like mm-hmm. that. And he just gives Mason one. I'm like, well, if there's one player you need to be given cards to, it's probably Fred. Like he's the one you know, making these tackles, doing these things, doing, you know, professional fouls almost to to slow them down and whatnot. And I don't know, but I honestly think um, from that game, and I think, well, Muzzy and I were talking about this uh, early in the week about a potential um, formation change where they play just the one centre defensive mid um, and how they're training. What what source was that, Muzzy? Was that Optus Sport or something talking about that? Um, no, they had a they had a direct source from um, the United camp talking about possibly yeah. going out. I the, the reason I brought it up um, for me, and I think Coxie sort of agreed with my point. I was talking about well, they brought Varane in. Um, yeah. Maguire, I know he didn't play, but he's he's been brought in. They've got good defenders, so I don't think they need to necessarily play two centre defensive mids to cover up. Yes. And I think it's it will be a lot more fluid if they have mm-hmm. a sole center defensive mid. And Coxie and I went through like I don't know how many examples we ended up with, like ten yeah. or so of like top quality, like from Chelsea, for example, Kante yeah. doing it on his own. Um, Real Madrid had Casemiro, Manchester City, Rodri. Um, mm-hmm. Like the list just goes on. Like all the like top Liverpool. teams you can you can name. Yeah, yeah Liverpool have Fabinho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's. But Manchester United haven't had that under Oli yet, uh, a player to take that role yet. It's mm. it's just been thrown up and down. And I think McTominay can do it, but he's really on a time limit now because, you know, a couple of years ago we could have said he's fairly young, but he's yeah. starting to creep up there for a player that hasn't yet established himself in the team. Yeah. You know, imagine if we had a younger centre defensive midfielder that... <laughs> Was somehow in the squad somewhere. I think he, I think his name's Donny. 
Donny, there might be Donny. Just scroll <laughs> down, Roscoe. You might be able to see him. In Donny, Donny's just the Donny's just the team. Oh, there he is. Uh, there he is, Van der Beek. He's the mascot. Oh, but um, look, I think um, I think that would I, I, I really like that idea, Muzzy. Um, and McTominay to do it. McTominay's so, big and strong enough, and I think it gives. Would that be? Would that be like so, a four-one-three-two? Well, you, the thing is, you could do you could do a whole heap of things with it. Mm. So yeah. you could go to a four-three-three where you have one center defensive mid and then two. Center attacking mids or yeah. two center mids, and it gives you a lot more options going forward. Because right now it's really tough unless unless they play Ronaldo. This is my thoughts. I think if they if they only play Ronaldo up front, you still got a possibility to score. Mm. Anyone else, if you play them up up top by themselves, it's really hard for them to score mm. because yeah. you, you like you have to be a certain caliber of player to do that. Like Lewandowski, Ronaldo. There's, there's a handful of players that can do that. Yeah. And it's really hard when, you know, Mason Greenwood and whether it's Martial, whether it's Pogba, whoever is out on the other wing, Sancho, are having to track back heaps mm. and then come back really far to try and support that player that's up front by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I think I think it's a really good idea for United moving forward. But... Um, you know, I think we've got, like, I've just had a look at the United's um, next 10 fixtures in the Premier League, and they are tough. Yeah. Like, we're playing some tough teams. Um, and with, with I think, with, like, you know, with United fans, because we're so demanding of, of instant kind of success, especially with the squad we've got, I don't think it's going to give us instant success doing that formation, but I still think it's going to be better than what we're doing at the moment, yeah. which just seems yeah. to be content. Getting one one nil or two one wins, yeah. you know. I think I think for the future that might be. I think it'll be better because you're setting yourself up a little bit better, mm. um, and you're giving. You're also you're in the process. You're creating a player that's either going to be world class or he's not going to be good enough to make the team. Yeah, he's either going to make it or he's not. That's right. Yeah. 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 At the moment, it's all up in limbo as who's playing where. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But. I suppose you know on the other side of Queen, that's that's pretty phenomenal for Everton to to come away with a draw there yeah. against against you know pretty strong United side. So mm. you know credit to them, mm. credit to the boys, credit to the boys. <laughs> yes. Oh, all right. Next game, boys. Uh, Burnley and Norwich, nil all. Anyone nothing watch like that a one? nothing like a nil all draw between. Relegation nation team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pure, pure class. What yeah. do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But I'll tell you what, Chelsea 3 1, Southampton. Obviously, you got up for this one, Roscoe. Oh, big you're a bit, were you a bit worried about at the start, Roscoe? Oh, I didn't know what was going on. I was just like, scored in the ninth minute. And I was like, yeah, we're good here. But I don't know, like, there was something something missing again, and I think I'm not sure if I talked to you boys about it, but I think if it was any other team, like in that sort of top four, I think it would have been a lot closer. Like it, I think we probably could have been stuck with a draw or, or a loss mm. based on that sort of between nine and the 61st minute. Like there wasn't much uh, happening for us, so yeah. 
Yeah, look, I think Southampton Southampton were pretty unlucky not to come away with the spoils. That red card really changed the game. I think, I if, think if, they, if they don't get that red card, I think it's a very close game. Yeah. I think 3-1 yeah. sort of doesn't represent how close it was. Mm-hmm. Chelsea did awesome to make use of that extra man. You don't often see it where a team makes use of that extra man. Chelsea, yeah. if, if you want to show a young team going up how to – um, make use of an extra man, you watch this game. Because that from that red card, all of a sudden Chelsea went, yep, we've got the upper hand, we're going to make use of it. Scored those two quick goals and then just sh- set up shot and they're like, yeah, game's over. Which is kind of interesting considering it was like a forward that got sent off too. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't a defender, it was a, yeah. it was a forward. And the fact that like Southampton didn't park the bus after that yeah. to sort of stop Chelsea. Like we kept using the, the wing side. Um, like Chilwell, Chilwell had an absolute shocker of a game, yeah. and then ended up scoring to sort of rectify that. But uh, it was off the back of a off a pen for him, uh, like making a stupid tackle in the box. Yeah. But um, if I can just touch on that, Rick, I don't think it was a red card. The the initial no. thought of a yellow card straight up, I was fine with. Yeah. Um, especially for. Southampton though too. James Ward-Prowse is an absolute weapon. Yeah, and knowing like about the player, he's not a dirty player. Yeah, he doesn't get many yellow cards. Doesn't get it. He's he's the he's their captain. Yeah. Um, knowing that his intent wasn't there. Yeah. Look, it was just a lazy tackle. Yeah, it was a it was a lazy tackle. Look, he's here. Yes, his boots are up. I, I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand. It was a red card. Mm-hmm. Like I understand from that perspective. I do understand that Southampton fans probably feel a little bit hard done by, yeah, because it was you know he he had sort of he'd gone in and then it slipped up after he'd hit the ground like it was really yeah it was it was a toss up it was definitely yellow because he had the studs up yeah. um, but at the end of the day I I I don't think it was a wrong call I yeah. think the refs made a call on what they had to. And based on how the rules are, which I think need to be amended in how those you, sorts of situations. How did you feel about VAR like interrupting that sort of uh, or stop reversing that decision to make it a red card? Like stopping the flow of play, like after yeah. you've already been given a yellow and not just moving on from that. Yeah. Look, I think we can't. So it's very different watching a game from home and being there and for example being the ref and i think that's it's it's the same thing as someone that's the in the var box mm. and someone that's on the field yeah. and for yeah. discretionary calls like that mm. only because for me i feel like that rule needs to be amended a little bit it's yeah. different if you're going into a challenge with foot up yeah that's 100% different because 90% of injuries occur because of that yeah, and that's that's we definitely want to cut that out of the game. But yeah. if you're going into a challenge, he's going into a challenge where he's looking at the ball, he's going in, he's hit the ground, it's come back up. Mm. There needs to be a little bit of a gray area, I think. There, yeah, but especially when they're like um, yeah. trying to pressure yeah. defensively, like yeah, yeah, yeah. up yeah. until that point, the defensive pressure of the forwards on the back line of Chelsea, yeah was really doing like doing Southampton wonders and like there's a few close calls yeah. when when yeah. we passed the ball back to Mendy and like it I was dead set I was just waiting for him to slip and like 
Oh, own goal. That, like, that, that yeah. pressure was really good from Southampton. Just, but, um, yeah, at the end of the day, there, was, boys. Yeah. I just want to go back to VAR. I just want to say something. Like, I think in some of those areas, as we call them as grey areas, where, where that really, like, those grey areas essentially come down to whoever's refereeing the game, Subjective right? Subjective decisions, yeah. 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 And then I think in a situation like this where it is a little bit of a grey area, you've got the, the VAR ref who's sitting there and saying, oh, well, in my opinion, that's a red. Then they stop the game. For the bar check, then, which then the thing, if that yeah, ref doesn't then give out or change his decision, then it just looks stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like, exactly what I was going to say. Where it's it puts, such a gray it puts area, way too much. Good. It puts too, way too much pressure on the center referee. Yeah. Because if the center referee looks at the screen and then says, "No, that's not a red card," mm. they're going to get roasted more than if yeah. they were to come out and say, "Yes, it is a red yes, card." Yes, it is yeah. a red. Yeah. 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 Because so then it's like it wasn't. It wasn't their decision. The VAR said so. Yeah. yeah, I so think VAR should only really come into play when it's black and white. They've obviously yeah. missed something instead of this grey area where it's like mm. if there was a different guy in the VAR box, yeah, maybe they don't go back to it. Let, let it go. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't like I don't like the refs going and watching mm. because I feel like it puts too much pressure on them. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that stoppage to for them to go and watch it and then come out because yeah, soccer is yeah. such a flowing game. Mm. For them to That's stop right. and then go watch it, all yeah. of the pressure is on the ref then. And those well, and screens are right there. You've got more, all the fans behind it. It's going to end up with that decision of a red card sort of thing like because yeah. of all that pressure. Because yeah. then they're being told to go go have a look, make yeah. a second decision. Sort of look, at the end of the day, James Ward-Prowse made a silly decision. He shouldn't have gone in for that tackle. I understand he was. they were trying to pressure hard. They wanted that win desperately. And they were trying to pressure hard. He just took the discipline out a little bit too much. Mm. Instead of trying to put a pressure on, trying to make a foul, it's fine to do that. But he's just gone about the wrong way. In saying that, he needs seen- he needs to come back a, li- a lot better in two weeks' time. Well, I think the other thing is too. We've seen in a part in the past few weeks, and even in this round of uh, EPL games, there was a lot worse tackles that. Yeah. Only got yellow cards too, so yeah. Oh, we'll get we'll get to the city Liverpool game. All discretion, oh. boys. All discretion of the referee. I can, I can see Muzzy's ears steaming uh, to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If only we knew a Liverpool fan. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, Leeds got the bickies over Watford one nil at home. Leeds um, finally get a win. Yeah. How long will we be waiting for? Like yeah. so lucky weeks. though too. They got lucky to get away with this too. Um, yeah, geez, Leeds just—I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, they the look. Like, they look so year, good. Look yeah. so good. So and they started off strong last year yeah. too, yeah. compared to what they've done so yeah. far. Like, well, you'd also yeah. think that, like, when players have played like Euros in their tight, like in between seasons, and like players like Calvin Phillips who just look insanely good. Yeah. Mm. And then not carrying that into club level, it's sort of sort of yeah. interesting. So. Well, even like Bamford's got the call up; he's got the call up for this international break. Um, <clears> like they, they, they've got a lot of quality players. Like it's yeah, I don't yeah. know. Leeds are sitting sixteenth, so I mean that's a bit of a disappointment so far. That's a that's a bit mm. of a nightmare almost. I think yeah. um, for Leeds, but they've had a few yeah. tough games early on though too. Yeah, they yeah. had Man- Manchester United and. Uh, do they have Liverpool as well? I can't yeah, they had, yeah, they play Liverpool. 
Yeah. All righty. Over to Wolves. 2-1 over the newly taken over Newcastle. I think they found their striker, boys. He Chan. I think he Chan, mate. Got a double and played well, awesome. Someone... He was like this close to scoring a hat-trick too. Yeah, right. I think all those counter-attacking football that they've got and they've yeah. finally got someone that can shoot a goal. He played. He played awesome. I think it's his first. His first first game. Now um, is he, this is, season is he a bit of a is he a winger more than a striker? Nah, he him they they, they like to play him and um, him and as uh, next to each other. Okay, yep. to sort of feed off each other. I think he can play winger though because he, he's quite quick. He's got a bit of pace though, doesn't he? Yeah, he's he's pretty yeah. quick. The thing is, he's he's really strong on the ball. Yeah. Um. So I think they prefer to play him in a more. Um, forward role. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, he played. I think he played a bit of wing, and then like they would switch in between because Trincao yeah. had a go at wing, at forward as well. They were just yeah. like sort of switching. Scroll down um, a bit for me, Roscoe. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because I, mm. yeah, I think uh, like Traore, like he's obviously got that blistering pace on him. Yeah. Pace um, and physical, but. But sometimes I think he doesn't really do much for them up top. No, no. He's he's a real, it's a real conundrum because he's so, works so hard. A lot of pace, like you said, a lot of strength. Physical, um, yeah. Got heaps of physical ability for the game. It just feels like there's something off with him. Like, Mm. I don't know if he's in the wrong position. Like, maybe he should be playing left or right back, maybe. Like a right wing back or a left wing back where you can have him using that pace down the wing. Mm-hmm. Might, yeah. might work a little bit better runs. than Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, the thing is, his crossing seems okay. His passing seems okay. Like nothing really stands out. In his, I think that's the thing though. Like we saw his, when they played uh, Manchester United, like the amount of counterattacks that they had and Traore yeah. running down the wing. Yeah. But yeah. can't finish the, like finish off with a shot, or yeah. that last pass just doesn't go quite the way it should be. A lot yeah. of his finishes, though, I think, like I, I saw, I think it was last week, maybe where he just he had a bullet at the goal, but it, it like it was actually deflected. And I think that's why it was so close. Yeah, he hit the crossbar, mm. but most of the time it, he's always all his shots are always sailing over Drained. the crossbar and they're going mm. wide, and, and mm. it's just like for. Such an exciting counter-attack that the Wolves have, and then for him yeah. to put the finish on it that he does, it's it's a bit disappointing. Yeah. So I like that. I like that front three from them though. That front three yeah. looks really good. Well, mm. obviously Jimenez is playing a bit of a creative role there too with two assists. Yeah. He was he was dropping back, he was dropping back a lot. Um, so he'd come back into the midfield and then more of like a set forward. Yeah, so he'd supply a lot more through there. Yeah. Trin Cowell was awesome again. I'm yeah, I can't stop raving about this kid. I think he's gonna be really, really good. Is um, he the same bloke they um, they got from FC Porto uh, last not, year? No, so last year that was Fabio Silva. That's right. What's he's, happened to him? He's on the bench. He hasn't really got any game time. It's really out. tough. He's a forward as well. Mm. I, I think they should run him at the midfield, though. I think he'd be a good midfielder. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, he's, re- he's really technical mm. on the ball. But mm. Trincao, you can run him through the midfield. You can run him up front. There's really any position that you can run. He's he's started the the season really well, and I yep. think He Chan might be the answer to their their problem. Well, With, I think the other um, thing for yeah. for He Chan too, like he's got that he's got that pace, but he's also a 
like compared to Traore, he's got that finesse about him that he can sort yeah. of yeah. weave in and out, but also yeah. finish. The I think he's a, he's a lot more technical on the ball than Traore yeah. is. Um, yeah, he might not necessarily have the same strength. Like he's he's pretty strong. Um, like I said, for mm. for a guy that majority plays winger, mm. I think he can hold the own in his striker. But I, I like that formation. But I'd like yeah. it more if they went to two forwards, had Jimenez and he Chan up front, and I'd like to see Trincao in a, in a Bruno Fernandez role. So at that so key, sitting behind, them sitting in behind, just supplying the ball, and then when he needs to make a run, just blistering past him because he can do it. Yeah, and I th- I think they would be a lot better if they ran it like that because yeah, I think they would be, get they'd get, they'd create a lot more chances through that. Yeah, I mean yeah. after this performance, it'd be hard to think that they would drop um Chan. Oh no, I don't for, so. yeah. for somebody else, you know, especially yeah. the way like two goals. I mean, I mean, you know, there's no coincidence you're getting two goals like you, you know. Yeah, oh, and he he, he played <laughs> awesome as well. Like I said, he should he should almost had a third and probably yeah. an assist. Like he played yeah. he, by far the best player on the pitch. Yeah, nice. Um, All righty. Well, moving on, fellas. Uh, Brighton Hove, Albion, Nilor with Arsenal. Unlucky to Brighton. Yeah, oh. man, they were, they were unlucky. Mm. They could have quite easily just one goal is all they needed. Mm. And I don't know about you boys. I can't believe how well Brighton is sort of playing at the minute too. Like, oh, we had a the, had the, form, the form that Arsenal had had running into this game is probably the best form they've had in two years' time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And to be stopped by right, you think like in, in the week prior to that, they were like, oh, Bami Yang's back. We're going yeah. to score a million goals sort of thing. Yeah. And then it was back to sort of same old Arsenal that we saw three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Yeah. No, good on them. I think Brighton are sitting there six at the moment. Arsenal are 11th. So, I mean, that's, mm. um, mm. yeah, there we go. Brighton doing better. Than anyone, I think we, we had them in relegation zone almost, didn't we? Yeah, we I, did. I think we might have. It was either that or the one above it. Yeah, it might have been mm-hmm. such a city. So, and yeah. they're, de- they're definitely defying a lot of expectations. A lot of people are really surprised by their performances and for good yeah. reason. That but it's going to be, it's gonna be a, a thing of how long can it last before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they can. Go I right. think, but I this think could be one of those things where we're asking that at match week 36. Yeah. How long can this keep going on, boys? And they're sitting yeah. fifth or sixth yeah. in Europe, European yeah. football next year. But anyway, don't go too ahead of ourselves. No. Uh, well, let's move it on. Yeah. Could be the same situation as West Ham last year. We said, when's it going to end? And no, they were, they, they were right nothing. on the brink. Yeah. 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 All right. Over to Selhurst Park. Crystal Palace, two-all draw with Leicester City. Good. I think that's a good result for Crystal Palace and then another disappointment for Leicester City. Yep. Yeah. Still, they're still not finding the back of like winning games that they should be winning. Yeah. Just that consistent form back, like back to back games. They just they can't seem to string wings together. Especially mm. when you're two nil up. Yeah. You're two nil up yeah. and you let a team back in the yeah. school. Oh, you'd be you'd have to be filthy, wouldn't you? I yeah. mean, for, I think for Crystal that. In their minds, that's a win coming from yeah. two nil down. Yeah. Can I game. can I say I think at the end of the season, early prediction, early saying, Vieira needs, not going to say he's going to be manager of the season, but he definitely deserves some praise because the mm-hmm. only reason that team turned around in that second half, I can guarantee you he would have been a great team talk at halftime. Mm. And it's so good to see a manager that's so calm on the field. Mm-hmm. You just do not see it. 
He's yeah, just yeah. always a constant professional, always calm, always tries to keep his players in line, but never overbearing on his players. Like all, all, all the managers from our clubs, they're all super overbearing. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to say, um, when you, actually, you see like Tuchel and uh, Pep go off or yeah. flop. Yeah. Since you, yeah, well, since you mentioned it, like, I noticed in the um, in obviously United game against Everton, um, like the the majors that get on there, like and Rafa Benitez, I think he's pretty big for this, but um, like he was doing in this game, but you know he's like setting up his players for a throw in, kind of like he's yeah. ordering his players where to go. Like that, I think that's just too much. If you're ordering your players where to be in a throw in, yeah, like yeah, they're professionals. Yeah. yeah, they should know where they've got to be for throw ins, corners, everything like that. It's crazy yeah, exactly. you see them on the on yeah. the sideline there, out of their technical area. Vieira, Vieira being so close to this generation, mm. I think it's helping Crystal Palace because he knows what professionals are and what sort of people he's expecting at the club at that yeah. level. Because, like, between, you know, Rafa Benitez's time from being a player to a coach, like, the differences between the professionalism is, is ridiculous. And that's just based off salary. Yeah. Well, when you oh, also yeah. think about like that, Crystal yeah. Palace side is quite young, so they would have been watching Vieira when they were yeah. growing up. Yeah. Mm. So. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, very good. Uh, moving on, Tottenham at home to Aston Villa, two-one. Got the win, boys. Um, but it was through a bit of help, obviously from um, Aston Villa. Mm. Yeah. So. I mean... Look, Sun, Sun, just it's his team. Yeah. Like, I, I don't care what anyone says. I don't care how desperately City are trying to chase Harry Kane. I really don't want him. Hey, uh, Fuzzy, do you think there's going to be as much interest in Harry Kane? Oh, definitely not. I, I think if there is, the managers are just – well, not the managers, the owners are just idiots. Yeah. If there is that much interest, because Sun in this game it pretty much epitomises everything that we said last season. Everything that we said about Tottenham is it's his team. Mm-hmm. And yet they continue to rave on about how it's Harry Kane's team. He yeah. he was he was a no show in this game. Well, to, to to uh, to channel my inner Snake O Mitchell, he's overrated. <laughs> I, but you think like he's got to have some kind of skill to have like because he's had some good seasons last year and the year before. I I, I won't go as far as Snake O because I don't think he's. Overrated. I think mm. prices vary depending on your form. His form was great last season. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying his form wasn't. Mm. What I'm saying is, he's had a couple of seasons of great form. The only difference is he's going to have a drop off, and he'll have a drop year, and then maybe he'll bounce back when it's a contract year, and then after that he might bounce back. You know, in two years' time when it's a contract year again. But I don't. It's really hard to get him consistently running through that form. Yeah. While Sun will do it for you, I think every year, year in year out, yeah. And I, I think he's 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 one of those players that's in that group with Salah, Mane, um, Sancho. Some of those great wingers, not necessarily Sancho because he hasn't been playing lately. But when when he's playing, like um, yeah. Sterling, Grealish, whoever, yeah. he's in that same realm of of wingers in that upper echelon. Yeah, that they they can do it night in night out. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. He, you know, what you're getting from him every week, yeah. and you know he'll give it to you every week for years. Yeah. And I think that's 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 what sets him apart from Harry Kane. 
And that's yeah. why I think he is better than Harry Kane. Yeah. Do you think more he... Um, to that Tottenham side. Yeah. Do you think minute. a yeah. lot of this could be reflective of him wanting to leave at the, like, at the start of the Prem season? I don't, yes. think, I don't think yes so. Yes and no, but I like, think it, I think it does. I think to, we want it to go. You mm. have to think about it though, too. Like Kane's been dropping back into the mid, even close to the defensive line, like tracking mm. back, rather than pushing forward, pushing through, yeah. like he usually does, and that's when he's been scoring goals. Mm. But he hasn't been doing it. so. I don't know. There's there's things wrong there with Harry Kane at the minute, but yeah, I think it's just. Hey, look, I, th- I think he'll catch form. He, w- he yeah. will catch form and he'll score goals by the end of the year. Like, he'll be in the running again. But he'll still end up on, like, 20-odd goals by the end yeah, of the year. Yeah, I, I don't think he'll have the season he had last year or the, se- or the season before. But I think he'll he'll be up there. He'll be up there in the goal scorers as usual. Mm-hmm. They'll get a good price for him. They'll just be spewing that they didn't sell him at the start of this year. Yeah. Because well, yeah, the, the fact that they didn't uh, drop yeah. their asking price to a more yeah. reasonable price. Because yeah. the, issue, the issue you have is... Mbappe and Haaland go on the market next next transfer market. I mean, you think yeah. Mbappe is pretty much sealed to go to Real Madrid too. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, because it's it's a verbal contract and nothing's gone through yet, mm. teams are going to be sniping for him. Yeah. So I don't I don't I don't, I don't see how the, how they plan to get more from him unless they end up just keeping him there. I, yeah. I mean, he's, get, he's getting he's getting up there in the age. In saying that, though, too, I can't see like Tottenham forking out the money for someone like Mbappe or Haaland, though, too. No, they won't. But what I mean is his value is going to drop dramatically yeah. because those guys oh, are because those players that kind of talent contract, on the market. Yeah. 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 yeah, Because we've got so much talent and I think a lot of a lot of talent's going to be up coming up in the transfer market. Um, I, th- I think Sterling from City is probably going to be up. Um, a lot of forward-based players will, mm. will be up. Um, I think Pogba might be up too unless we get a yeah. contract yeah. all sorted. But, so yeah. I, I don't see him fetching a higher price than what we got. I think it's going to be a Jane Sancho situation where Dortmund lost what? 100 mil. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, they lost, lost a lot, lot, a lot of money yeah. on him. Um, so it went from like 150. Did he get sold for 100 in the end? Or 50 was, no, it was less than 100 mil. I think we was got it 80. 80. Yeah, about eighty. It was a lot. It was a lot cheaper than it was. Like I think it was 50, 60 mil less or something. Yeah, just but, for waiting a year. Yeah, it was so crazy. I think you could definitely see Kane going for like 50, 60 less than what they asked for too. Yeah, well, they they had they had him going at like one hundred and fifty or something. Yeah, well, that's what they wanted to sell him for. And yeah, yeah, I think they, they were like, to it's sell. not worth that much. Yeah, so look, I, <laughs> if I was a manager, I wouldn't be paying over. 70 for him next year. Yeah, or no. next transfer market. Yeah. I still think you'll have teams um, keen to get him, mainly because he's an English striker. And, you know, with the yeah. Champions League, they've got that rule where you've got to have, you know, 50% of your players or more. Um, yeah. Some kind of rule where they've got to be, you know, from the home country of the team. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I think just for that fact, he holds a lot more value. Mm. Yeah. Than yeah. someone like, um, so, like Son, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Even though Son's probably the better player, yeah, and the heart and soul of the Tottenham side. But anyway, <laughs> unlucky for Aston Villa. Um, they yeah. look like in decent form. They, I thought they, they were going to pull this out. Two goals and still quite well. Yeah, yeah. Poor buggers. Yeah. All right, moving on over to uh, West Ham at home to the Bees, who at done them two one. 
we had the we had the bay we had the bases giant slayers this year, didn't we? We called this. Uh, did we have? Yeah, a, we also called think... West Ham as a top four team though as well. Yeah, yeah but well, at least we got, we're fifty percent we right. Had Brentford just above relegation nation. I don't think we had him. No, I thought we had him in the tier above because we said they were going to be a lot better than a lot of the other teams. Yeah, we did. We did say that. I don't know if we ended up moving them at the end. But we did say we said we said that they were going to be we said they were going to be the best um, team coming up in a long time. So yeah, they're looking good. They're looking the goods. Yeah, win at the Hammers. You know, I mean, like considering how good West Ham have been, I think that's an awesome win for Brentford. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, West Ham have been struggling a little bit though too. Like they've had a couple of losses where they should have won. Mm. Or lost. Mm. So, um, yeah, they're, they're sort of they're in a lull at the minute, I think. And yeah, the next few games are going to be indicative of where they're going to end up too. So yeah, crucial, very crucial. All right, in the last game, the cracker, the highlight: Liverpool at home to City, two apiece. Muzzy, the floor is yours. I was about to say, Muzzy, go off, please. Because <laughs> I watched this game. This is absolute farce, this one. I'll, I'll start with a positive. Phil Foden looked like maybe the best player on the field. Mm. Um, between him and Salah, uh, he really w- went into his own. Um, Destroyed Milner. He, like, yeah, he had abs- Milner had no chance on that mm. on that right back role. He was like the amount of times when he went past him and Milner was just looking for where he was, couldn't find mm. him. Um, yeah, it just really showed why Pep loves him so much. Mm. Um, yeah, Phil, I was really impressed with him, and it was so good to see him, De Bruyne, uh, Jesus obviously out on the wing. It was oh, I enjoyed seeing that. I always love seeing him on the wing. I think he's just mm. so much better on the wing. Um, and Jack Grealish, like they all just seem to put it together well. Um, Liverpool played Orton. Yeah, they seem to like between De Bruyne, uh, Grealish, and some t- sometimes Jesus like playing that false nine. But you still had Foden out on the wing and um, and Jesus as well. Yeah. Um, Raheem didn't play too bad either when he came off the bench. Yeah, when he came on. Yeah, yeah, he played well. Look, like we said at the start of the season, City's got ton of wingers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Phil Foden can the, – the best part about Phil is he can play anywhere. Um, and he went from, you know, playing centre mid midweek to playing on the wing this week. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was – yeah. And it didn't struggle at all. That, no. That he thing. just looks – he looks so in his own. Um, you know, you're talking about a team full of, you know, <laughs> World Cup experience players, Euro League experienced players, champion, like Nations League experienced players, and you got a youngster that just comes in and just fills the role just perfectly wherever he goes. Um, I was I was super happy with him. It was like left foot and like just sliced it. Yeah. Right hand side, bottom. Yeah. Really nice. Right. So, no, nah, it was good. Um, yeah, Kevin De Bruyne was so good to see him back out on the pitch. Um, Playing well, he had had the first couple of games off at the start of the Premier League. Um, he's just so good. He's mm. just so good. 
Um, you can just notice when he's not there. They just yep. like a gaping hole in the midfield. Mm-hmm. The thing um, Chelsea thought he was a flop, unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Mate, I, I, I said at the time, I said we should we should keep him, and I said that same thing for Salah as well. Mm-hmm. And look oh, at him. Oh no, you didn't. Like, did he? You <laughs> have been the first one telling him get out of there. No, don't. <laughs> now you've turned on Timo Werner. <laughs> hey, we've always seen how you've turned on Timo Werner. <laughs> me, mate. He's a club legend now. He scored oh, a goal yeah. for me. <laughs> Actually, that a week ago. Um, <laughs> yeah. Look, I will just say, I think James Milner deserved a red card. I personally was not. He he definitely deserved a second yellow. I don't think it, was, it, it wasn't a straight red. Um, no. But but it was definitely. Know, I, I, I understand at the same time why he didn't give it. Um, Bernardo Silva had a decent game. I still, I'm still iffy about him in the midfield. I, I'm not a big fan of it, um, especially when I feel like we've got a lot better players that can play in the midfield. That's the um, thing. Like for for Bernardo Silva in this game, like he had some, like he had a really nice touch where he cut through like five of the Liverpool players. Yeah, turn, turned Virgil Van Dijk inside out. Yeah, but then there was a couple of wayward passes though too that are in his game that he just can't seem to get rid of. Yeah, and that's and like and I hate it because like people will say, oh, how can you how can you hate on him? Did you see what he did to the Liverpool defense? And I said, yeah, but did you see did the you play see before that where he, the other, yeah. yeah, where he gives away the ball? Like you can't have both. The thing is, mm-hmm. in the Premier League, you need both. You need a player that can hold the ball and a player that can cut through it. You can't have a player that has flair for twenty percent of the time and gives yeah. the ball away eighty percent of the time. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, I'm really not sold on him in the midfield. I know people rave about him in the midfield, like he's doing awesome. I I see the midfield as still a traditional role, and I think Pep does as well. And I think he's sort of, you you probably will see Bernardo playing less and less unless he can slow up the wayward passes. Um, mm. And his defense is not that solid either. So he really only gives you a bit of spark going forward. Um, at the same time, sometimes you just need that. And I think he could definitely do that off the bench easy. I think but, the thing for Bernardo, too, like like you said, like he tends to do what Fred does, like jumps in on a player rather than jockeying him yeah. through through the midfield to create a mistake rather than rather than just getting the ball back straight away, sort of thing. Like which we don't need because we've got Rodri yeah. and Rodri's there to clean up. So he mm-hmm. should just be jockeying until Rodri gets the ball. Like mm. it's it's not hard, like that's simple soccer. Mm. But yeah, I look I, I just think that that's that's where it needs to head and where it needs to change. Mm. Like I said, I think the red if it's a, if if it goes to a second yellow, it's a red card, gets sent off, changes the complexion of the game. Mm. Not super upset with the result. I think we could have pulled out a win. We let two easy slip ups. The Salah goal, no one's stopping that. I mean, he's just going to score that. He's a, he's a freak. Like he's just, yeah, he's he's going to rip your defense apart. Um, we just we needed to do better to shut down the space. Yeah, I mean, but did, you'd have to still be confident. Like the next time City faces Liverpool, of obviously taking the spoils for the next one. You think? Yeah, I, I hope so because by then, you know, Liverpool will have a couple of injuries. We'll have a couple of injuries. Our depth's a little bit better. Um, I think that will definitely play a part. I think in the next time we play, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I was I was really happy with the form. Um, like I said, Salah really couldn't do much again, like 
for his goal, but we just needed yeah. to shut down early. Like we did it against Holland. I don't sort of understand why we couldn't again do it against Salah. Um, where we did it in, against Holland in the Champions League last year, where we just mm. you know just nullified him basically. Yeah. Um, didn't give him a chance to do that, and so yeah, look, I've, there's there's quite a few things. Um, but yeah, Rodri saved a certain goal from Fabinho. Um, oh, I think man, I yeah I read the the measurement stats or something and um, he dove two point nine meters or something to stop the ball. I can't believe uh, he stopped that goal. Um, like, unbelievable, unbelievable! Where you get to that? Uh, would, would you, so. As a player, you'd be dreaming of having a shot that close, wide open too. Yeah, like, so, I can't believe that uh, he got across. Um, yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Are you a little disappointed in a way? Two months, the amount of chances that you had in that first half, like. We they didn't have at least one yeah, goal. Liverpool had one attempt in the first half, mm. and I was super happy with that. Super impressed. Mm. Um, we needed to put it more away, though. And I hate to say it, but it was Foden created most of those chances, but he also should have finished most of those chances. Finished them, yeah, yeah. And I think that stuff comes with experience, and he yeah. just needs more experience in the pitch. It's going to be growing pains. There's always going to be growing pains, especially with young players, mm. but. We really needed to consolidate at least a goal because yeah. we had some like 17 chances or something. Yeah. And Liverpool had and one. Sort of, like you, yeah. you guys completely dominated that first half. Like, yeah. Matthew came in through the midfield a couple of times, but once he did that, it opened up the wings for, for yeah. you guys as well. So, yeah. um, but I mean, we still haven't seen Foden's roof yet, though, either. Like, he's yeah. still he's still growing as a player. He's like 22 or something, isn't he? Like, he's still fairly young. Oh, he's fairly young. I'm not sure how old he is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so all in all, like I said, happy, but could be a lot but happier. <laughs> mm. Well, considering the amount of chances that you would have had in the first half. Yeah. Like, um, but it is what it is. I, but I can I can definitely say pretty much with confidence that the top three teams are pretty, pretty, pretty far out at, like, the best three teams in the comp. Manchester United aren't too far off, but I think it's just like fiddling with their formation a bit for them to get comfortable and mm. they might have a late surge. Yeah, just the last couple of games, I think we can sort of put the line through them as, you know, as in the top four kind of thing, yeah. to be honest. Um, yeah. Like if you're, if you're expecting to win the Prem, you can't have those kind of games like we have where you're losing mm. Aston Villa 1-0 at home and mm. you've just got no answers for it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but we've got work to do. I think they they might have a, a bit of a surge, but it's hard to to see where their pro, you know where their priorities are if it's the prem or if it's the Champions League. But mm. time will tell. Um, and speaking of Champions League, Muzzy, let's go across, mate. Let's whip across to the Champions League. Did we have any? Did you talk about? Oh yeah, we did. That was all of them. Yeah, that yeah, was it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah that was brilliant good. and dusted. Awesome. All right, so. Champions League. So we had a bit of group stage action. Um, obviously, we haven't spoken about it. Um, did happen over a week ago now. But, um, yeah, we had some group stage action. We'll, uh, we'll start with the Juventus-Chelsea game. Roscoe, a bit unlucky. Yeah. Uh, tough one. Um, Chinese, another striker that goes out into the market and transfer market. Um, like I said, just depreciating Harry Kane's value. He's been awesome. Been awesome for Italy. Um, mm. and looks really good. He has really been Juventus' saviour mm. um, with 
uh, Ronaldo leaving. So, no, he looked really good. And anytime you can shut down like players like Lukaku as well, that you're always going to have a good advantage over the other team yeah. in terms of film scoring. Uh, very good. Um, we had Salzburg get up over Lille. Um, good win for Salzburg. Lille still sort of struggling a little bit in the Champions League. They still look good in the French League. Um, obviously, they had an awesome season last season. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's early, early ground pain to them. I think that they haven't had, particularly that squad hasn't had a lot of Champions League experience. Yeah. Um, and you, you really need that in Champions League. Yeah. Um, it's, it's such a, a different game, you know, Champions yeah. League yeah. compared 100%. to domestic league. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, you see it even with the big teams too, I think, where they they sort of um, have, have some of those growing pains sometimes, just readjusting yeah. back in the European. Yeah. And it's even football. even with um, just, just travel alone, Mm, um, is, yeah. is big on a lot of these players because a lot of these players have never had to play outside of the country. Yeah. Um, particularly like for example, Lille, where you don't have a lot of internationals. Mm. Um, you, you still you still do have some, but uh, you know, traveling away with your international teams obviously very different to traveling away with your club team. Yeah. Um, these guys are paying your salary, so it's a very different game to represent in your country. Um, so no, nah, very um, very slow start for them, but I think I think they will they will turn it on. I think that they could they could turn it on in that um, Group G, and they I think they might turn it around towards the end. It's a fairly weak group, um, so I think they might get back in the end. Yeah. So, uh, we had Wolfsburg and Seville one one. Not much in that game. Both teams sort of at the similar level. Bit more, bit more of a better result for Wolfsburg. They're finally getting back in the Champions League. It's been a long time. I think the last time that they were super competitive in Champions League, they had um, Jekko, didn't they? Yeah, they had Jekko and uh, Deontay up front. Um, yeah, and they had uh, Diego in the midfield. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah, they had they had a really really solid team. So that it's good to see them back up. They had really really good. Well, that that squad won the Bundesliga. Against yeah. the Bayern team that had um, Ribery, Robin, um, yeah, had full full stack, mm. yeah, um, full stack, and I think they still had uh, closer up front. Uh, yeah, yep. I think. Or is another? Been, yeah, another, I think another, another, been, another maybe was a year or two off. I think at that point. Yeah, he, he's still at Dortmund. Um, yeah. I think they might have had. He's quite young. Um, there was another tall German striker. He'll come to me anyway. Um, yeah. Oh, Gomez. Gomez, that's Gomez? Yeah. Yeah, Mario Gomez. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he was he was the talisman. He, he had a crack a couple of seasons um, and they were able to come up. So it's good to see yeah. Wolfsburg back in contention. I think if they can make it out of that group, it will be a massive step up for them. Um, like I said, quite a, quite a weak group in Group G. But, um, yeah, interesting stuff. Coxie, United, get a good hey, win. Hey, we got a win, boys. We're on the, we're on the board. We've got some points. You finally got the sticker um, of Villarreal. You mate. know, it's funny, like, if, it look, you know, sort of looking at the at the group we had, um, I would have said, you've had, you've had to ask me, you know, who would we lose to? It would have been probably to Villarreal. Um, we always seem to struggle against the... The Spanish teams, um, Spanish farmers league teams, but you know, yeah, I know. But Ronaldo sort of he pulled us out at the end there. Um, <laughs> Ronaldo um, just, he's yeah. just doing Ronaldo things, man. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And we just, I think we just needed a win after that poor performance against young boys. Um, yeah. yeah. So at the moment I'm just, I'm just sitting back and watching Ollie <laughs> see what he does and see what we can do. Mm. Um but you know what? After that, young boys, I was thinking for a while there, are we going to even make it out of the group stage mm. from that performance? But um, look, I'm glad we did get the win. You can't knock a win, even if it is 2 1. So we'll take that and we'll move on. Yep. Very good. Uh, Benfica beat Lonely. Barcelona. Barcelona are in some strife, aren't they, boys? Uh, they're struggling. They're in some big trouble. Um, they lost as well over the weekend. Um, and registered, I think for the first time ever, didn't register a shot on target. I think, yeah, it's insane. Some some record like that, maybe not the first time ever, but long time before they've done that before. And it was against um Espanyol, I believe, who are like, yeah, struggling right. the league. yeah, yeah. Barcelona's in look, they're in a world of hurt. Um, rumors coming out that they want to buy um Sterling. I don't know with what money. Um, I don't know how they're making back their mm. money. Apparently, uh, an investor has um, approached yeah. the club, uh, approached the club, and said that they're willing to pay off the debt. Um, That's a huge debt. That's a huge debt. Yeah, but I think for, for this for, for this investor, it's like nothing. Um, so yeah, you just true. wants to see the club go up. But I don't know. If, look, at, at the end of the day, is your wife going to accept it? Um, mm. Roscoe and I are actually talking about um, how strict. Um, they can actually be in terms of purchasing clubs and payments and stuff like that. Mm. Um, obviously not when we're doing shady dealings with themselves. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, no, look, they're in, they're in a world of hurt. They need something to lift them out. Messi's obviously left them a massive hole, but I think their problems were way before Messi left. Mm. Um, and well, I think the writing's on the wall for Coman too. Like, yeah, the players just seem like just disinterested when he's talking to them and yeah. I think he's he's fractured that playing group a fair bit too like yeah yeah it's honestly just like the the departure of Messi is just you know he's like it's almost like he's just pulled the curtain he's like the fi- he's, he's like the final how... brick yeah he's, yeah, he's yeah, the final brick for the dominoes to fall yeah, like, mm. yeah the straw the straw that break the back the donkey yeah. back it's look yeah it's it's a water hurt for Barcelona there um I don't know the way out. For, for me, if, if I was that, the first thing you got to do is you got to sort up your finances. You got to find some way of dealing with that thing. Mm. I, I don't think the biggest thing you can do now is look for Sterling and look for other high end players. Yeah. Apparently, they didn't find out how bad their debt was until they bought Coutinho. Uh, no, Griezmann, sorry. Oh, they okay, bought yeah. Griezmann. So once they bought Griezmann, they sort of worked out how bad it was. Um, look, I, yeah, they got to do something to sort it up. And I think you can put curtains over it as much as you want. But if, if I'm Barcelona, I'm going after a high quality manager mm. to just try and stay within Champions League spots. I'm not mm. looking to win anything, probably not for a couple of years, but just stay competitive, to be honest. To try um, and make it a reload instead of a rebuild. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's it's basically the equi- the equivalent um, for these guys. It's basically the equivalent of tanking, um, which is just aiming for a Champions League spot. They might have been playing so, the Barcelona so not- B team, yeah, mm. in the league below. We don't know. Mm. So not Gary Neville, then, boys. 
<laughs> no, um, no. Look, I, I, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking for a high quality manager. Someone. Um, I, I would even be saying even even someone like Frank Lampard um, would be a good shout. Um, Pep, obviously, if you can get him out of City. Um, Thomas Tuchel, same thing. Um, Jurgen Klopp, if you can get him out of Liverpool. Um, yeah. Any of those top managers. It's going to be tough to, to pull those sort of managers 100%, out when they're in a strong position at their own yeah. clubs. And that's, and that's you you got to find some way, which I think is why Pep's sort of the, the top runner because he has such an affiliation playing for Barcelona mm-hmm. in his playing days, you know, for he so many years. Yeah, won the Champions League, won numerous of the leagues with them. Um, like, and then obviously going on to being, that was really his big first big coaching job. Um, so yeah, look, tough times, tough times. Good win for Benfica. Look really good. Um, hopefully they can keep their team together. I hope, I hope it's not a, another Ajax situation where they just get bored out the next year. Because uh, they look good, and they, I think they might be able to make a run in this group to go through with Bayern Munich. Um, but yeah, a lot of their players already linked to transfers for you know 100 million plus. Like it's well, it's going to be tough to keep them. So they're going to get gutted through the middle. Yeah. Uh, Bayern Munich comfortable win against Dynamo Kiev. They just consummate professionals always. Um, emerged as front runners now actually for to sign Holland. Um, yeah. Really? Yeah, we can see wow. that. Happening. Um. So I think if look if they if they get in, I think they'll probably end up keeping them because I don't think Lewandowski wants to leave. Yeah. He's the 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 club love him there and um, the fans love him. I don't think he has a reason to leave. Yeah. And I, look, Holland's got enough like, pace for them to play them both up front. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be concerned if I'm I like you. Um, yeah, they're definitely they're in the they're throwing their hat in the running. They want. Yeah, they've they've sort of made their intentions a bit clear now, and they yeah. always make some smart buys, Munich. Like they're never really tossing their hat in for any old player. Yeah, um, they're always you know making smart buys, and I, I think we've talked about it before. Like, can you think of a, a Bayern Munich player who's done poorly at the club? Yeah, that they've brought in like even even players at the club when yeah. they've sold them up, like Schweinsteiger yeah. to Man U. Yeah. yeah, but even like, the, um, back like players. Players that they picked up on on loan, like they had um, Coutinho out on loan mm-hmm. for a season. Yeah. They had Hummers Rodriguez out. Hummers yeah. came in and he was like close to being the highest assist rate um, in the whole league, yeah. and then goes back and and cannot get a minute of the dream. Yeah, yeah. Like it's their their ability to do business is just unbelievable. Like, mm-hmm. and their scouts have got to be some of the best in the world. Um, yeah. So hats off to them. I think they're. They're probably my pick for team of the century. I think that's um, the thing, though, too. Like, um, like for Bayern Munich, is that they buy players that fit their system rather than like mm. individual sort of brilliant sort of stuff. Yeah, yep. like Lewandowski's a you, great striker, never, yeah. but he's also a great team player too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's why you, you'll never see him buy the best players in the world. But mm. they'll assemble a team that can beat the best players in the world. Mm. Yeah. And it's how do, how do you how do you stop that when you got a team full of champions? Like it's, mm. I think they're they're early favourites to take out the Champions League. I think they're always a well-oiled German mm. machine. That's right, absolutely. Zenit big win against Malmo. Malmo just look out of their depth. Obviously, um, you know, like 
don't want to point any fingers, but yeah, they they're, they're a bit out of the depth. But you know, they're, they're trying. Which is what we sort of expected, really. It, yeah, yeah. Those guys, unfortunately. But, yeah. Um, Atlanta one 0 win against Young Boys. Pretty big for Atlanta. Um, pretty scary for United. Um, I think you no, guys. No, this play- makes me feel better actually. Yeah, well, I think you guys play Atlanta next. Is the thing? Yeah, um, like the fact that that Atalanta didn't just blow Young Boys out um, yeah. makes me feel good about it. That you know the Young Boys, you know, was were a bit more of a match for them. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I think I'd rather have you know them win one nil as opposed to four nil or five nil. Yeah. You know, yeah. So yeah, very true. Mm. Um, yeah. No, I, ju- I just meant like in late in terms of league standings. Um, if Atlanta get you know a draw, oh win, yeah, yeah, a draw and win against United it really puts some pressure on United because mm. um, I think he's playing now twice in a row. Yeah, um, yeah. and then we have the reverse leg go back the other way. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, um, yeah very good. Uh, we want to go on to Wednesday games. All right, yeah, uh, we'll start with the big one: Real Madrid losing the Sheriff. Uh, unbelievable stuff. Um, Real Madrid. I will give Real Madrid credit. Um, so even though Barcelona is going through this slump, Real Madrid have found a way um, to still stay competitive, which I think they're doing what I said. So trying to stay competitive, but reloading with young core mm-hmm. and keeping their finances up so that they can, for example, when the transfer market opens up, you know, they're always willing to buy the big player. Yeah. Well, really, um, they're probably just waiting for Mbappe at the moment, aren't they? Well, yeah, it seems it seems like a pretty much done deal. Um, but yeah, they're they're waiting out for him. There there was talks about um, them looking at Holland as well. Mm. Um, they they really need a shore up that midfield. Modric is getting older. Cruz is getting older. Slow, yeah, Casemiro is starting to get up in the age as well. Um, I know, like he's still relatively young, but certain defensive mids when they lose their physicality and their pace as they get older, oftentimes move to different positions. Um, so, oh, they'll be like, they've, they've got bail back, boys. He'll be they'll be like, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So look, I, like I said, um, Real Madrid, it's it's a, it's a bump in the road, but I think you know. As a, as a small team coming up against Real Madrid, you're always going to play that little bit harder. Harder, yeah. Mm. So and especially beat them at home yeah. as well at the yeah. Bernabeu. You, you always, know. yeah. I think teams that always come up, especially the smaller clubs that always come up against Real Madrid, you know, the biggest club in the world. Um, you know, they always play that little bit harder. Yeah. So I think people are sort of overreacting a little bit. Credit to Sheriff, they played awesome. Managed mm. to pull out a win. They've, they've started their Champions League campaign terrifically. For a team that technically doesn't have a league, um, they've been like, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, pew, pew, shoot a shoot, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, yeah, very good. Moving on, uh, Dortmund get up over Sporting. So, Sporting at the moment, top of their league, um, the Portuguese league. Uh, they've had a really good run of form so far. Uh, really started to turn it on against the likes of Porto and other sort of more well-known Portuguese teams. Hmm. Uh, Sporting doing really well, but yeah, they're just Holland. Um, Drew Bellingham was just too good um, in this game. He played awesome. Uh, another, so another, another English youngster I can guarantee EPL teams will buy, like Coxie said, with Harry Kane, just raises his price. 
because um, he's English. So Tottenham to buy him for two hundred million <laughs> raises <laughs> stock value. I don't think I don't, I don't think I don't think Tottenham will spend two hundred million on a um, on a team, let alone a player. Uh, yeah. Um, AC Milan lose to Atletico. I tell you what, Atletico early shouts to win the Liga comfortably. Um, Suarez, Suarez, looks Suarez has looked like he has not missed a beat since Barcelona. Mm. Um, just he's looked extraordinary. Uh, I don't know what to say. He's yeah, so good. Um, yeah, no, he's looking really good. Yeah, Gio Felix. Yeah, they really the departure of Sol has really not impacted Affected them a lot. All, yeah. yeah, like they've just. Yeah, they're 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 taking control of the La Liga quite easily, I think. Uh, so I think Atletico are another one of those teams that are pretty smart with their transfers as well, because yeah. yeah. like that, quite often they 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 will get be the team that's getting scalped. Yeah, like you see it, like Fernando Torres, and um, like you know, I can't think of any more. But yeah, more players than that. Yeah, Costa. Well, like actually, funny, funny you say that. I was actually reading an article, Coxie. Um, <laughs> About so since Diego Simeone's been in charge, yeah, let's go Madrid have made more money than what um, any EPL team has spent in the last since wow. he's been on. Wow, that's insane! Yeah, that's so he's um, like his ability to nurture players. And if I'm a young player, that's I'm either going there or Dortmund. Mm. If, yeah, I'm an old, yeah. if I'm an older player or like you know mid mid twenties sort of player, I'm going to let's go. Like mm. yeah, the yeah. development you're going to get out of him and the price and everything that he'll get out of you is just mm. unbelievable. And yeah. you know, a lot of people say like he's really tough. He's really tough on defense. He's really tough on how people play and stuff. But he, he gets results. Mm. Did they yeah, get Griezmann back pretty cheaply too after Barcelona? Yeah. Well, I think I think that's just the loan. The, how that's worked. That's just alone. If if Griezmann plays uh, more than fifty percent of his games, they've got to buy him. Yeah, yeah. So right. if he plays fifty percent of their games, it, basically um, they they they'll end up buying him for like fifty million. And yeah. if that, I think it was like forty five, and they sold him for like one hundred and twenty or something. Yeah. yeah. So they made money. Even if he comes back, they made money off him. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, but I think yeah, they're just such. Like another team like Bayern Munich, you're just so smart. Yeah. Um, and like, and, and but also, I don't think Atletico Madrid are another team that buys big players though either. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're like right. How often do you hear these star players coming across? Yeah. It's not like a Galacticos era for the Atletico side of Madrid. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. So, no, nah, it's good. Great signs for Atletico. Great signs for Milan too. They looked really, really good. Um, played really. It's really good to see them back up. They played really well. Um, just great to see them, you know, competitive again and in the Champions League. Um, Ibrahimovic looks awesome. Um, it's so good seeing him up there. I mean, the guy's almost forty. Yeah, he turns he turns forty this year. Age is like wine. In like two days or something, he turns forty. Still only still fresh from that surgery too. Oh like. yeah, yeah, fresh off the surgery. I mean, yeah. What can I say? Like AC Milan have done really well. Like there was such a big club for so long, and mm. they've they've really turned it around. Invested in some youth players, haven't really splurged out. Got a lot of players for free, and they've turned out some gems. I mean, it's unfortunate they lost Donnarumma. Yeah. Um, their current keeper is pretty good though. Um, 
his name does escape me. Um, but yeah, so they're they're pretty good with um, how they manage their team as well. And you know, going from a team that would spend big money on the likes of Ronaldinho, um, Chevchenko, mm. uh, like the list just goes on of the greats that have played um, for AC Milan and yep. Maldini. I mean, Dida in goals. Like, it's just ridiculous. Um, and then to turn that into a younger sort of team on a, on a bit of a budget where they can't afford to necessarily buy those big guys, um, they're, they're doing really well in the Italian league. Mm. The next game, Liverpool got up 5-1 from Porto. Yeah. We can skip over this. We don't need to talk about Liverpool, yeah, um, yeah, Liverpool looked good. Played well. Um, yeah. Firmino came on, played awesome. Um, still don't know why Jurgen Klopp starting Jota. Um, I, was, I, was, I meant to ask that in the EPL section. Like Jota just doesn't seem to. I don't know he gets he gets frustrated really easily and just yeah. Like whereas Firmino plays off Salah and Mane so well. Yeah. See, he I think he's traditionally a cam, um, which I think he played cam for Wolves. Um, I, I I don't like him in the in the striker role or the centre forward role. I think Firmino gives them a lot more. Yeah. Um, and I think once he gets back into full health, Klopp will probably play him a lot more. It's just tough. What do you do with Jota? Um, he's a player that was basically promised he was going to get a lot of game time at game Liverpool. Time, yeah. And now they've sort of got nowhere to put him. Um, I think they sort, sort of need to try and reel him back in and put him in the midfield. But they've sort of convinced him that he needs to play up front. Um, it's a it's an odd situation. He um, can play in behind like Firmino pretty well though too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think he, he could definitely play at a cam role. I think he'd do really well with there. Um, and it's a it's a spot that they're sort of lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, they want Curtis Jones to fit into that role. Um, it's just the odd situation at the moment. Um, like they've promised him a lot of time, and then yeah, mm. I don't know. It's weird, weird stuff. Mm. Uh, next game, uh, RB Leipzig losing to Club Bruges. I didn't see this one coming. No, no. Um, Club Bruges played really, really well. Sort of took control of the game. Um, the Belgium team, just they just looked really good. Mm. Um, RB Leipzig just luck- unlucky, really, um, to not put away a couple and get on top of them. But their d- defense was just wasn't good enough. So. Mm. Next game. PSG, 2 0 over Man City. Disappointing. Magic. Yeah, Messi <laughs> played awesome. Um, Kevin De Bruyne is sort of first full game back. Looked good. We looked good in the first half. Um, couldn't put away our chances. Um, yeah, like I said, I didn't like our um, starting lineup. Really wanted to see Fern and Torres back in there. Um, yeah, it's just. Little things, um, PSG sort of finding their feet, and I think they really needed this game. It was something to get up for, and I think it was something to get up for for Messi as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they really seemed to click in this game. So I think this, this might be the year that, that they um, get really competitive in the Champions League. I know they've been competitive, but um, I think, yeah, this, this, this has got to be basically the year that they get super competitive. Sergio Ramos is getting old. Marquinhos is getting up there. Uh, Leo Messi's getting up there, obviously. Um, Mbappe's sort of the only one that's not, but he's, you know, I'm in an iron if he wants to get up. Neymar's starting to get up there now too. 
Uh, Verratti starting to get up there. A lot of their midfield, a lot of their defenders. Um, but at the same time, they got a nice mix with Kimbambe, um, Mbappe, and the rest of those boys mm. to be competitive. But um, yeah, should be very interesting Champions League campaign. And can't wait to see the criticism when they sh- they struggle a little bit. Disappointing <laughs> um, for us. That in, they were topping that in like their league, league, league one yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, moving on, Shakhtar Donetsk one 0 Inter. Inter unlucky. Um, they look really good. Jacko looks really good up front for them. Um, he's he's been playing pretty decent for them. Um, they just weren't able to score, weren't able to break down Shakhtar Donetsk. That's what they're going to do against you. They're just going to shut it down. Um, sort of, they changed managers. They went from a very attacking style when they had the likes of Tyson um, and a couple of other really good speedsters for Shaxton and the rest. And they've changed to a bit more of a defensive style, so it's really tough to break them down. Um, so, yeah, it happens. But um, I think Inter, the Italian, Italian league, starting to look up and a lot of clubs from the Italian league doing the right things, I think. Um, so we'll see the fruits of that as they as they go on with Inter and AC Milan. Uh, next game, we had our oh, last game, Ajax 2-0 over Besiktas. Yeah, Ajax played pretty good. Ajax always going to be strong. Um, they always got a good core of young players. And, um, yeah, Besiktas, a bit disappointing for them. Um mm. Pjanic looked sort of out of sorts. Uh, Batshuayi looked a bit off as well. But, um, yeah, they'll be all right. I think they'll, they'll string a couple wins together. I don't know if they'll get out of that group, but um, they'll do well. Right. So that's our wrap-up of the Champions League. Good stuff. You too. Nations, Nations League. League yeah. oh, here we go. Had some cracking results. Um mm. So, uh, yeah, we'll just go straight to the semifinals. We won't worry about any of the group games. Um, like I said, we went through the structure of the Nations League. If you haven't seen that, I think that was our second episode or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, something, something early on. Super confusing. If you, um, you want to hear Muzz go off for a bit. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Listen. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. But um, anyway. Um, yeah, Spain got up on Italy. Ferran Torres, two goals. Italy looked good. Suffered a quick red card, sort of derailed him a bit. But, um, yeah, I think Ferran Torres just looked the goods in the first half. And, um, yeah, Chianese was nowhere to be seen, really, for Italy. Mm. Um, but uh, good to see Spain back up there now that they've sort of had a changing of the guard. They went from that, you know, all-time great team with Iniesta, Javi, Sergio Busquets, um, um, the list goes on. Casillas in goal, um, Sergio Ramos, PK, like Jordi Alba, like you can just list them off, you know, like pretty much full Real Madrid and Barcelona greats team. Um, from that to a very young team now, sort of trying to make up for it. They, they played really, really well. Um, yeah, to, 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 like I said, Ferran Torres played really well. Shout out to Gabby. Um, 17-year-old, 17 or 18 Yeah, quite young, yeah. Um, boss the park, eh? Like, against against the likes of Jorginho and Verratti in the Italian midfield, played awesome. Um, Got to give that young guy props. Uh, so I think Sergio Busquets and um, Koke are doing a really good job at 
just sort of giving him a bit of instructions about how he should be playing that midfield role um, in the Spanish team, and it's working like awesome. So, no, very good, very young team for the Spanish, but yeah, great win for them. And they move on to the to the final. Mm. And we had an absolute mind-boggling game between Belgium and France. So this is number one in the world and number two. <laughs> you boys want to take a guess at who's number one and who's number two? Belgium's number one, aren't they? Belgium's number one. And yet they have not beaten France, I think, in competitive play <laughs> in about 10 years or something. And they haven't yeah, won a major trophy. Yeah. Well, yeah, they haven't won a major trophy. I don't think they've made it to a final in a world in a major trophy since I want to say two thousand and eight, something like yeah. that. Yeah, and yet exactly. they're ranked number one. This is about it's about as good as the UFC's ranking system, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, like who cares? Like I just I can't get like I don't I don't understand how they're ranked number one. Just just um, a shame that they can't have title matches every every other. Oh, week. it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, my yeah. Um, I think the the big turning point um, for this game was the Mbappe penalty. Mm. Um, so silly challenge um, from Belgium, uh, just to. Deliberate, like just a, a sort of uh, out of out of out of character, Tielemans touch. It was it went up whether it was a penalty or not. For me, if it's a free kick out in the play, field of play, probably should be a penalty then. Mm-hmm. Um, which is basically what um, it came down to. It would have been a free kick in the field of play, so I think they made the right call, calling a penalty. Um, the Belgian players weren't happy. Tielemans was obviously pretty upset. Um, he's a young guy and felt should have been a little bit better done by with that, but it happens. Um, yeah, Belgium started off 2-0 up um, at half time. France come out and look like world champions again. Mm. Um, yeah, slotted two past them, including the penalty, so it was two all. Lukaku gets um, a goal in the 89th minute. And it gets disallowed by VAR. After the disallowment from VAR, France go the other direction and score the winning goal through Theo Hernandez. You can't write the stuff. You, <laughs> you cannot write it. Poetic like, justice for world number two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you, can, you cannot write it. And for Theo Hernandez, um, absolute awesome. Uh, he's AC Milan left back. Like, mm. yeah. Is he only a young guy too? Yeah, yeah, real young, real young. Yeah. Um, broke into the French team, I think, during the World Cup um, while he was really, really young. Mm. But, um, yeah, like, you can't write. Like, if you want to watch a game and if if you want a reason to watch international football, this would be the game. Mm. And you'll just get everything about it and you'll get why these players just play so passionately for their teams and mm. f- like for their nations. Even though Nations League means nothing, <laughs> they play super hard for it. And, you know, credit, credit to France, credit to Belgium. They both played awesome. France just came out on top. Um, just absolutely amazing game. Everything that we thought it'd be and more. So that's our final, France versus Spain. It will be the champions, so our current champions. And France just look unbeatable at the moment. Um, I can't remember the last time that they lost in a major tournament. Um, 
So France versus Spain, and then Spain just the young boys on the block, um, which it feels like a couple of years ago it was the reverse. You had Spain, the champions, up against the young boys, the French. The French, yeah. A, yeah, the pa- passing of the guard. So it's um it's interesting they're playing this at the San Siro. Yeah. You know, like they yeah. see Milan and Inter Milan's uh, yeah. in Italy. Like yeah. It's, yeah. I think I it's it so it gets na- announced as a neutral venue at the start. So sort of like, um, oh, you, know, yeah. like you know, like in the Champions League, they'll announce, I think, oh, the did, they have, and... did they have it at Wembley? Was it last year? Uh, it, well, the, it must have been the year before. Year before, wasn't it? Because there was. It must have been the year before. They had Wembley and, yeah, so they announced it like beforehand. And yeah. then, um, so it's the same thing. So they announced the San Siro Classic Stadium. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't have picked a, a better stadium. Like, that would, the, the history that's in that stadium is just mm. amazing. Um, and a great neutral venue to see Spain yeah. versus France. Um, yeah. Should be awesome. Obviously, Italians spewing because they would have got to play at home. But um, uh, they should have played better then. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they shouldn't have let the youngsters beat them. Yeah, exactly. Very good. So that's our Nations League wrap up. Excellent. So I think there's only one. It's a shame we don't have the the newest um, Newcastle United fan <laughs> on the. On the uh, uh, yeah. So for everyone, this is call call out that fat bitch Snako. <laughs> the, the biggest Newcastle United fan we've ever met. Oh, uh, apparently they're. His second team, everyone. Second mm. team. And have been for a long time, apparently. He wouldn't know. Uh, should we ask him who Alan Shearer is? <laughs> you know what he'll say? You know what he'll say? Oh, he's a Liverpool junior man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's, got, uh, he's got Newcastle United since uh, goal came out. What are you talking about? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, dear. I think. This Newcastle news is the the final bit of news that we've got for yeah for this week, and uh, so it's been announced that Saudi Arabia's public investment fund have taken over controlling controlling assets of New, uh, Newcastle United. Uh, they get an eighty percent stake in Newcastle, worth over three hundred million pounds. Um, um, yeah, so with the I, I I did hear an adjustment that was I think announced by the actual. Um, Newcastle page, so I think it's reliable. I don't know um, how correct it is, but it sounds pretty reliable. By the sounds of things, um, it looks like it will be a full control, um, so it will be a hundred percent control. It doesn't. It doesn't matter um, they've, whether they've got you know a hundred percent or fifty one percent. They've still got a controlling stake and get to um, talk about whether it's uh, real or not. Um, so at the end of the day, they're, they're in control. Um, yeah, I, I thought I saw it on the, the Newcastle United, their actual, um, I think it might have been the articles page, um, from the actual football club, but, um, yeah, so, but, um, yeah, awesome stuff for Newcastle United, mm. um, especially after they were so titillated in the last one. Yeah, yeah. Like how that all happened, and then they pulled I, out. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to speak about it because uh, I'd heard rumors about it. Um, so we're filming this on Friday. I'd heard rumors about it Thursday and even Wednesday. 
Um, I did not want to entertain it after last time. Mm. Uh, last time we didn't made, we, um, we we talked about it and didn't end up going through. So, um, but yeah, I think the definitely last shake time, up the Premier League. The last time we talked about it, though, too, that I think the asking price was upwards of four hundred fifty million pounds as well. So, yeah, it's quite a significant drop off. Mm. Uh, but Mike Ashley is still going to take a shit ton of money, shit ton of profit out of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. And Newcastle United fans can actually be like looking forward to buying some players now, too. Yeah. Like investors that actually want to yeah. invest in the club. Yeah. I think that, a, lot of, a lot of them are going to get a rude wake up call, though, for the Newcastle United fans because I've seen a lot of them messaging saying, oh, we don't want to become the next Chelsea or the next Man City. Tough luck. They Tough will. luck. Tough when there's luck. that much money involved, it's always yeah. going to happen. Tough yeah. luck. You are going to trump City and Chelsea easy now. Like yeah. um, the the figures, like <clears throat> user user on track to be the next PSG. It's 100%. yeah. You, that's that's the that's the the whole thing about this. They got to be real careful now. Mm. Um, and I think Newcastle United fans are going to have a rude wake up call. Oh. They realise that they're going to go out and buy a lot of players. That's mm. it. Uh, Especially like Newcastle fans are fairly like probably some of the most passionate players, and St James's yeah. Park has got some like so much notoriety around that stadium too. Like, yeah, it's insane. But Can I don't know if you Kane deal going to St James's Park. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. <laughs> they might be the only ones paying him two hundred million. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Um, um, did you guys see how much uh, this public investment fund's worth? What was it, Roscoe? Three hundred and twenty billion dollars. Yeah, three hundred twenty billion pounds. It's something so, like the top ten richest clubs in the world don't have a combined amount more than that. So, yeah. if you combine the rest of the top ten richest clubs, because Newcastle obviously becomes the richest now, if you combine the other nine, this Newcastle United will still be higher. That's crazy. Insane. When you it's, think about it, it's like. 2.25 Jeff Bezos's. Oh, unbelievable. That's and I think PSG's, PSG's second on like 200 million or something. Yeah. And then there's like a massive drop. I think uh, City might be third or fourth. But it's yeah, like they, they it goes down to like 40, like 40 billion or something That's after crazy. that. Like it's just the drop off. Like it's Newcastle and PSG and then like the drop off. City and yeah. So, so just a shout out to the PIF fund. Uh, they want to swing a couple of bill this way for chump change. We'll, we'll happily promote. Pro- no, promote definitely. Their, we'll, I think I think we'll all be in agreement. We'll all become Newcastle fans. Yeah, they want to buy a jersey. Yeah, they <laughs> <laughs> on, on, we'll on the ground floor. We'll uh, play what I get. Yeah, I might go a classic and go the Dufty. Ooh. Ooh, nice. Don't know. The Duffy yeah. or Duffy? It was Duffy. I think it's Duffy, isn't it? Mm. Oh yeah, I'm thinking of Matt Duffy. Yeah, Duffy. Mm. Duffy. Played for Chelsea as well. Yeah. yeah. Roscoe, yeah. what are you thinking? Oh, I've got to go to the classic. Actually, no, 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 I want to change. Oh, I knew Coxie was gonna. I knew Roscoe was gonna say Shearer. Can I change? No, uh, Coxie. I, I know what Coxie's gonna say. Ready? He's gonna say Andy Carroll. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I want um, Ben Arthur. 
Ben Arthur, yes, that's a good shout. That is a, that is a good shout. Mad dog himself. I want that. Ben Arthur, that's a that is a nice jersey too. That number ten. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for the modern day Maxi Man. Same Maxima. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice. I'll, I'll want his jersey anyway because I think he's just yeah. an absolute superstar. He's, he's great. Yeah. And for those listening, we're going to ask Stake all these names next week and see if he knows. <laughs> <it again. laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll say we'll say um, past or present player Snake, and we'll list <laughs> we'll list them off, and then um, we'll, we'll chuck in a couple that are fakes. And then when we when we get to Andy Carroll, we go, oh, he was a Liverpool junior, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nah, yeah. very yeah, good. Well, that wraps up episode number fifty, guys. A long so, one. Yeah, up to fifty. Yeah, way up. Good stuff. Half century. That's it. We're gonna have to do something real special when we get to the hundred mark. I thought you were about to say when we get to fifty-one. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll catch you next week. Catch you. Thanks, guys. See you.